Every day, our world is shifting and changing. New technology, new traditions, new relationships, responsibilities, and challenges. How can you keep up? Welcome to the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast, where transformation specialist Holly Rovinger and her expert guests, along with everyday people, have conversations on how to survive and thrive in this new world that's continually redefining itself. Whether you decide to listen for the motivation, the education, entertainment, engagement, or inspiration, you'll want to tune in weekly. Here now with all the new rules for your life and your business is your host, Holly Rovinger. Welcome to New Rules for Your Life and Your Business. I'm Holly Rovinger, and I can't tell you how thrilled I am to have you here today. And as you can tell from the introduction, the purpose of this podcast is to provide information to help you not only survive, but thrive in our rapidly changing world. I always joke that we are morphing into the Jetson era, but there are some inventions and developments that are proving this is really becoming more of our new reality. For example, look at Apple TV. My generation, we look at GPS systems and we say, oh my God, how did she know where I was? and new cars that actually drive for us. To me, this is incredibly amazing. And what about our rapidly changing technology, especially on the Internet? We no sooner learn one skill than a new one presents itself. And I never thought in my lifetime we would have phone TV where we could actually see the people we are speaking with. Again, remember the Jetsons. So the new technology is definitely a positive But the flip side is we have drifted and lost a lot of the general etiquette of life. And I believe we need to get back to basics. Doing this will also help stop the overwhelm, frustration, feelings of I can't keep up with it all that a lot of people are feeling. Part of my mission is to help you step into your best life, which means engaging and being present, whether it be your personal or professional life or both, depending on your situation because only then can you become empowered and elevate the way you are living. With that in mind, I choose my guest to interview that will give you tips, tricks, strategies, and advice to help you. They are gracious enough to share their stories so you can not only learn from them, but become inspired and motivated to be and do your best. So the topic for today is achieving success without burning out. And my special guest today is Chelsea Logan, and I am so honored to have you here. Hey, Chelsea. Hi, Holly. Thank you for having me. I am thrilled that you are here. And I want to tell the the audience how we actually met because it's just so funny in the universe how people are brought together. Um, Chelsea and I oh, were, wow. yeah, isn't it weird? <laughs> it's like crazy. It was very serendipitous. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Chelsea and I were out in a, at an event, I believe it was last summer in 2012 in San Diego. Um, we met and I was listening to Chelsea speak. I was hearing her story and I was like, oh my God, she is one to watch. <laughs> Just a real doer and action taker. And I was fortunate enough to meet her mom out there as well. And she told me, yes, she, you know, you are, you are quite the action taker and quite the entrepreneurist. So I love that. Yeah. So. Yeah, very cool. I know your mom said you're like, okay, yeah, whatever Chelsea wants, let's give her a chance. <laughs> my mom has been my number one supporter ever since I started my very first business, and 
has always been the one to encourage me. And, you know, having your own business, there are cycles. You're up and you're down and there are periods of uncertainty. And my mom's always been the one encouraging me never to give up and telling me I can do it. So it's, uh, it was great to actually bring her to that conference so she could see me speak. Good. And, you know, what I hear in your voice and what really makes the difference, what I truly believe in anything, is self-esteem. And you yeah. have a lot of self-confidence, <laughs> a lot of self-esteem. And I learned, it's funny, Chelsea, I learned this year at an event that the reason that we are willing to take risks, I never knew this before, but is because we have a lot of self-esteem and self-confidence. Yeah, it's directly related to how much risk you want to take on and, you know, the situations that you put yourself in in your life. Yeah, it's, it's really incredible. I never could understand, like, why people would look at me like, and, well, why are you doing that? Like, you know, they're, they're in their safe little, um, you know, the areas in their life, their little comfort zone. And why did you do that? Are you crazy? I guess, why am I so different? Why am I doing that? But now I get it. It is. It is, and there's so much trust you have to have in yourself in order to go for those big goals and to pursue your dreams. And you have to literally be able to tune out all the noise and just laser focus in on what you want to achieve and then surround yourself with the people who believe in your vision and can support you along the way. Love it, love it. And one thing that you and I have both done is we are willing to reinvent ourselves. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is so important to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. People also look at you like you're doing what? what? What happened to the other? But you know what? You learn and you grow, and you have to, like you say, part of trust yourself. It's also trusting the universe that you're being led down a certain path for a reason. Exactly, and it kind of reminds me of uh, Steve Jobs' path, how you know, he went to college and was taking all of these, like, calligraphy courses, and people were looking at him like he was crazy, but he was just drawn to it, and it had a certain resonance for him. And then when he started Apple, you know, the fonts came in, all the different colors, so all of his crazy ideas and the things he was dabbling in really paid off later on. So it pays to be curious and pays to, you know, reinvent yourself and to explore different aspects of your curiosity. Yeah, it's just a definitely, it's something positive and not to be looked at, you know, definitely not as a negative. Um, I want our audience to understand a little bit more about you, so let me just read your bio. Um, Chelsea Logan is a highly sought-after peak performance expert and media personality. She has helped countless celebrities, entrepreneurs, and professional athletes tap into their full potential and maintain success without burning out. Chelsea has been featured in major media outlets like CBS News, ESPN Magazine, USA Today, and U.S. News and World Report. Whoa, <laughs> that's an incredible <laughs> line of Chelsea. And soon to be a TED speaker. I love it. Yes, yes. Things just really come together when you're living your purpose and you're walking your path. And that's really been my story. It's just things line up for you when you say yes to your dreams. Right, you go you go with the flow. Where is the universe, you know, leading you? Exactly. So, so we spoke about, you know, what new rule you wanted to talk about and I think I think this is really applicable to entrepreneurship today as well as your audience with athletes, but achieving success without burning out. So tell me why, you know, you you picked that new rule and why it's so important. It's really my 
entire life story. Um, I've had, I guess it's just a blessing and a curse at this point to look at it, but I've always been in a position where I've been a high achiever and going after things that I want, um, but I didn't really manage my time in the best ways. I didn't manage my energy. I wasn't nourishing myself. And I'm a former athlete, and I was competing at a high level, so I was so focused on the win and um, so focused on, you know, competing at my highest potential that I burnt out, and I burnt out really badly. So after my um, dreams of being an Olympic athlete were over, um, I started, you know, looking at entrepreneurship and getting into that, and I recreated that same pattern of doing a lot, you know, not taking care of myself and burning out. And about the third time I did this, I I ended up developing a heart condition, and I literally had to look at my life and come up with a better way to still achieve everything that I wanted to accomplish, but do it in a way where I could still take care of myself and I wouldn't be burnt out or stressed out or overwhelmed. So it really became um, a mantra for me of hustling smarter and not working harder. Wow. What was your sport? What did you do? I played for a pre-Olympic softball team. So I traveled around the United States and internationally working with Olympic coaches and training at the Olympic facility. Um, I think it was from the ages of like 6 to 16. Um, And it it was a lot of work, but I absolutely loved it. That's incredible. That's incredible. And I know, especially in athletics, it's really, you know, it's a combination of dedication and skill. And a lot of people have the dedication, but they don't have the skill, or they have the skill and they don't have the dedication. So it's it's that interesting combo to, to really be successful and, like you say, not to burn out. Yeah, because you can have all the talent and the gifts in the world and not the work ethic, but the pairing of the two with your work ethic and your talent will really take you far. But there's also the piece of managing your energy, and that's, that's the part that I was missing, and that's why I burnt out and burnt out badly a few times. And I had to learn that lesson, like, yes, I have this great God-given talent, but if I don't use it correctly, I'm not going to achieve the things that I was meant to on this earth. So what do you think you missed? Like, what do you think was the missing piece for you? You think it was your age? Like, what do you, why do you think you you really stopped? Um, for me, with my um, with my sport, it was just wanting to win and wanting to just always be on top. Like, my ego was so loud <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> I was very ego driven, so that win like puffed me up a bit. So it became more about what um, my career as an athlete gave me rather than me, you know, showing my talent and playing for the love of the game. And I I can recognize now that that was the main reason. Um, And my pride definitely got in the way because I played injured a lot of the time. Um, I really kind of had this mindset of, oh, I can do everything. I'm so great at this (laughs) because I was one of the best on my teams. And if I had taken a step back and – realize that I have this talent, but it's not mine. You know, it was given to me. I'm a very spiritual person, so I believe, you know, I guess some talents are given to us, and they're a part of our purpose on earth. And if I had that mentality at the time, I would have definitely taken better care of my body. So at the time, too, it was just all about you and not about, not yeah, about I mean, the case. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I had like, I have over 50 trophies with the majority of them being first place. And I was getting media coverage and I was a teenager at the time and I was being scouted by all of these, you know, top colleges and it went to my head. And you couldn't tell me anything different. And, you know, I was just in on a whole different level at the time. My ego was just very big, and I think that was my downfall. Well, if we, that's interesting. If we have any, um, you know, moms or dads on the line who do have a child who is talented and the child wants to proceed, you know, a lot of times I think it's the parents pushing the, the children, you know, because they're living out their dreams, you yeah. know, through the kids, which, you know, that that's a whole other two hours. We could talk about that <laughs> and the craziness of parents that I've seen. Oh, my God. But what advice would you have for them, for a child who really is dedicated and really who does have the talent? Like, how, how should they handle it? I would say um, from the parental perspective to always encourage your child. Um, I had incredible parents that were willing to invest in me and send me, like, all around the world to play sports, but they never forced me. It was, I recognize that you have this gift, and I want you to have fun and explore it and see where it takes you. So it was always from that intention. It wasn't like you have to play, you have to do this to get into college. I didn't have any of that. So I would really recommend that it's encouraged, but it's not, an obligation because when it becomes an obligation, it takes the fun out of the game, especially if you have, you know, a young child. Yeah, well, I couldn't agree with that more. And how can a parent, like if they have a child, like, you know, the way you were so, you know, motivated and wanting to be the best, how can they help them achieve the success they want and not burn out? I remember uh, my mother actually asked me what I wanted to do as an athlete, and I was like, I want to be in the Olympics. So immediately we got into alignment doing all of those things that um, young athletes do. So we found the best coaches and the pre-Olympic teams and everything. But also I had structure in my life where I would go to school, I would do my homework, and then I would play sports. And my mother kept me very much in this, and she – prevented me from becoming overwhelmed with my schoolwork or overwhelmed with my sports, and she made sure I always ate well. So I think um, it's taking into consideration, like, all of the aspects of the game, the mental, emotional, and physical, and making sure your child has a sense of balance. Okay, okay. Now, you, you burnt out, you think, just because of your own drive? Yes. Yes, I did burn out because of my own drive, and um, it just got to the point where my desire to win kind of clouded my other judgment, and it really wasn't until I had this one coach, I think I was about like 15 years old, and he sat me down and he told me that I had a lot of talent, and he goes, you know, you're, you're really great, but you have the ability to be excellent, and because my ego was so big at the time, I was like, what is this guy talking about? Like, I have the ability to be I'm already so great. And, um, <laughs> you know, he told me, I mean, I, I, was, it was, I was an interesting child. So, <laughs> uh, but he told me, like, my mindset is going to carry me to that next level, and I couldn't be playing for all of the reasons that I was playing. It had to come from a different perspective. And that last year that I played, it was from that different mentality, and I was, I think I probably played the best I ever had in my life. 
just by switching my intentions um, for the reason that I disappoint. So, right. So if a parent is dealing with a child the way, you know, you were, you know, it's all about me and I'm great, is there anything they can do, you know, or say to their child so that they won't burn out? I would say connect them to their highest purpose and the reasons for why they're playing. Because if it's something external, and this is the work that I do with athletes. So a lot of athletes are externally focused. Like they love um, to play the game because they get, you know, the cars, the girls, and cash, and it's really nice. But if you only focus on the things that the game gives you, then you burn out a lot faster because that's where your energy is directed. But if you focus on the why that you're doing it, which is most athletes have an incredible heart and they want to use the platform to profit and to also empower. And when you focus on that, that's when you get all of the cars, the girls, the endorsement deals, bigger signing bonuses. But you also use your platform as a way to transform the world. So I would highly suggest that parents connect their child with a higher purpose for why they're doing what they're doing because it's going to help you play smarter and to think about the way you're taking care of your body smarter, too. And it's the same for entrepreneurs. It's like if we don't know our why and it becomes about the money, we're going to burn out a lot faster and we're going to get resentful. And when you come from that higher purpose, it's like that's that's your second win. You have all of this energy and the stamina because you realize that you're not doing it for the external things. Yeah, well, I couldn't agree with you more because I think anything, you know, whether it be weight control, um, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, you know, working for a company, you've got to have a why. And and people don't make their why big enough, and that's why I do believe they burn out and they fail. So I couldn't agree with you more. But I just want to backtrack a little before we get into – you know, how to accomplish not burning out, some of the things that you and I had talked about. So for the parents listening, like you and I understand connecting to your higher purpose, but I think a lot of people listening, this is like a new concept to them. So can you give guidance on how can they connect or how can they help their child connect or teach them, you know, how to connect to their higher purpose? I always think, and this is going to, be kind of a weird question, but I'm really big on questions, which is something we'll segue into later on. Um, I always ask people what they would like to be remembered for when they're no longer here. And if it's leaving a legacy or if it's, you know, I want to be known for impacting the lives of children, whatever that is for you, that's going to help you pay, that's going to give you a hint as to what your highest purpose is. Um, and it's something that you're going to be drawn to. Um, I think we are always innately drawn to the path that we're supposed to be on, but it's like paying attention to the things that you really want to do, the things that you feel like drawn to, and if you don't do it, you can literally die. Like that's an indication of what you should be doing, and that's an indication of your why. Now, do you think at your, when you were 15 or 14 or 12, would you have understood that? I think on some level I would. I was... Um, I was a highly intuitive child, so I would just, I needed that direction. I think I needed someone to give me that different perspective. And if I had that, I would have definitely seen things from a different perspective, and it would have connected me to my higher vision for myself. Because if I was really um, 
in full alignment with becoming an Olympic athlete, I wouldn't have played injured. I would have, you know, allowed my body to heal and to recover. And I would have been eating um, a different type of diet to enable me to achieve that dream of becoming an Olympic athlete. And it's those little things that I needed to shift, but I wasn't fully aware of that at the time. Uh, bingo, yeah. That's what that I was um, was looking for because that makes a lot of sense. And I think the parents will be able to relate to that is, yeah, if their child wants to achieve, whether it's professional sports or Olympics or something, if that's not really in alignment with what they want, you know, they're going to fall into the same trap that you did. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is, you know, really, they, it's reckless, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very common what you did. You know, I think, you know, more the norm than not. You know, you want it so badly, and it just it needs to be wanted, I think, for the – the right reasons. And I think, yeah. Yeah, like you said, connecting with, you know, really what do you want? Why are you doing this? And, you know, sadly, it may be for some youngsters, they are doing it just for, to please their parents. And I think, but even recognizing that may be healthy and get them out of the sport and into something that they really want to do. Yes, and you want to always encourage your child and, ch- and channel their creativity in whatever field that it may be. And that's when you're going to see uh, your child flourish. Yeah, which then then is a beautiful thing. So yeah. all right, now let, let's switch gears now and talk about um, you know entrepreneurship because you know you did bring that up, and this whole idea of achieving success without burning out. You you talked about five things you know how to accomplish that, and I, I would just like you to you know just extrapolate a little bit more. You know, you talked about asking questions, take inspired action, know when to say no, be smart with your money and self-care. So can you just talk a little bit about each of those? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, The first one is asking better questions. And I am a big question person because when you ask questions, you start to become aware of things that you did not previously know. And when you have this level of awareness, you have the ability to now choose differently. Everything is always a choice, and we always have a multitude of options in front of us. But when you don't ask better questions, you're not stepping into the role of being the creator in your life. So when you ask better questions, you really become the master of your own ship, and you're no longer at the effective life. You are the cause. So I'm always big on asking um, yourself whether it's, you know, uh, whether you're in meditation, I'm a big meditator, or whether you have a mastermind group or whatever support system, asking how can I do this better, um, that's going to open up a whole different um, number of possibilities for you that you've never even considered. I love that. And it is asking the right questions that can move you forward. Yes. So after you ask these questions, you have a new level of awareness. You want to take inspired action. And um, the questions kind of create, like, the aha effect. And if your listeners are big Oprah fans, they know exactly what I'm talking about, that aha light bulb moment. And it's like this higher um, thought system that is inspiring you. And when you take action from this place, 99% of the time, it's going to work out because that level of awareness did not come from you, you know, your logical mind. It came from this higher source. 
And when you're in alignment with that higher source, generally everything that you want to achieve just happens, and it happens very effortlessly. So you want to take inspired action from that place. Interesting. You're like taking your answers, finding out which direction you should go, and then taking action, which we know what's, it's the 80-20 rule. Only 20% of the people really do 80% of you know all the work and take the action. So the idea is for more people to get in action mode. Yeah, and it's in my own life, I use this a lot. There, I don't take a lot of action like I used to because I used to be a big doer. And that's how I would burn out. So now I just catch myself and I say, like, how can I do this in a way that would bring me, you know, the most joy and the most ease. And then I, I go into meditation and I'm shown and then I take action on it. And it's normally not um, like I go into massive action and I'm constantly doing it. I'm working 80 hours a week. It's like, oh, pick up the phone and call this person or send this email. And then things just have this large ripple effect. So, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Well, you, because I think that flows into, you know, your next statement and how to accomplish this is know when to say no, that you're going to take action, but you've got to stop yourself at every point and say, okay, is this going to advance my career or my sport or whatever you're trying to accomplish your goal and if it's not, you have to learn how to say no. Yes, and there's so many possibilities and opportunities that you you come across when you're an entrepreneur. And it's like you want to say yes to everything, but if you do that, you're going to be stretched thin and you're not going to have the energy to maintain momentum when you're building your business. And I always tell my clients that are entrepreneurs to pick the opportunity that is going to move them forward the fastest, and that's going to have the biggest ripple effect. Um, and that's also going to make them the most money because, you know, opportunities are always going to be there. They always come around. There's no shortage of them. And when you say no to one of them, you're really saying yes to yourself, and you're getting into alignment with your bigger vision. Oh, say that again. I love that. When you say no to them, you're saying yes to yourself. Yes, you're saying yes to yourself, and you're saying yes to the vision that you have for your life. And um, I'm trying to think of a quick example, but I always get asked to go to conferences and to speak and everything, and I am I know which ones are going to be the best for my business and which ones aren't really going to be, you know, that are, it's not going to make the biggest bang for the return on my time and energy. So just by having that level of awareness, I'm able to be in direct alignment with what I want to more. And it's just being discerning. Like you have to be very discerning as an entrepreneur. So interesting that, you know, you mentioned this, knowing when to say no. I was just having a conversation with one of my mastermind partners yesterday that she is constantly in overwhelm. And I said this to her, so you've got to learn how to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because you end up, you, you if you can picture, you know, you're driving on a road and every time you take a detour <laughs> is when you should have say, said no. Yeah. You know, because it's just taking you away from the end destination. So I, I love that you, you talk about this because I'm finding more and more I see this with, with people I'm working with or, or talking to that, they they are in overwhelm because they haven't said no. 
And it's so important to say no. I mean, on any given weekend, I have five different things that I could be doing, whether it's a conference or an event or, you know, just whatever it is. And I have to catch myself because I do want to say yes to a lot of the ones that I see pop up in my in my email. But it's just, okay, like, what do, what do I want to achieve? And what's going to get me there the fastest? And if two of the events are going to do that, then I'll figure out how to arrange that in my schedule. But if none of them are in alignment, then I'm going to say no to it. And it's not a no to be mean that I don't feel bad anymore when I say no. I'm, I know that if I don't take time to be discerning, that I'm going to get resentful and that I'm not going to be happy with the work that I'm doing. Exactly, exactly. Okay, and then you talked about be smart with your money. And oh my God, for professional athletes, this is like huge. Like, how many of them are making zillions, and the next thing you know, they're in the newspaper, they're broke. I know, this is such a big one. And I see so many people overextend themselves financially, both professional athletes and, you know, just the everyday American. And this really creates an unnecessary stress and it leads to burnout because if you're stressed financially, you've got to work more and then your health gets compromised and your immune system is decreased because you're not taking care of yourself and not sleeping enough. And um, the main cause of this is really not knowing how much it costs you to live. And this is shocking to really think about it because most people, like, they know what they're fixed. Uh, expenses are, which is your your mortgage or your rent, um, your utilities, things like that are fixed expenses. But it's like how much um, does it cost you to really like go out with your friends and have a good time? How much are you spending each month? And a lot of people don't know that. So when they get to the end of the month, it's like, oh, my God, where did my money go? (laughs) Too much month at the end of the money, I call that. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. And then they have to scramble around and do different things in order to, you know, get past the last couple of weeks of the month. And um, I always give my clients it's this, this worksheet that I uh, created, and I'll send it to you, and you can link it up to the interview, but it's called Financing Your Lifestyle. And it really creates a level of awareness with your money so you see where everything is going, but it also allows you to research the type of lifestyle you'd want to live. So maybe you're in a one-bedroom apartment right now and you really want to live in, like, a four-bedroom townhouse. Well, what is a four-bedroom townhouse cost? You know, do you want to rent it or do you want to own it? And once you know the numbers, you know exactly what to ask for. And this is how I advise all of my entrepreneurial clients to price, to do their pricing. Because if you don't know what to ask for and what to charge, you're never going to have your ideal lifestyle. Right. Well, again, you have that goal and you want to accomplish it. And I guess with with your athletes, the, the client athletes, you know, it's teaching them to, you know, not only cover, you know, their basic expenses, because for them it's probably easy when you're, you know, making $6 million a year. But yeah. But the fact is to save as well, because I think that's a big downfall of a lot of professionals, not just athletes, but I think a lot of movie stars as well. They just spend, 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 not realizing that at some point the career is going to slow down and potentially end, and they've still got this tremendous overhead, and they haven't planned for it. Exactly. And even when, even if it's like a celebrity or professional athlete, they're $6 million a year, whether it's a movie deal or, 
you know, um, contract, it's not really $6 million a year. You have your agency, and then you have your publicist fee, and it's like everything comes out of that. So having them look at, you know, how much they're actually making and then be able to invest some of it in their future, and whether it's starting a business or, you know, an actual investment type of thing, really gives them the peace of mind because then, you know, they're not playing just for the money. They're playing for the love of the game, which is why they even started to play that sport when they were younger. And tell, tell us a little bit about when you talked about, um, you know, how to accomplish your new role is to make sure you have good self-care. Oh, self-care is such a big one. <laughs> Such a big one, and it's really just taking time out of your schedule to get back to you and to have downtime for yourself. And um, as entrepreneurs, we don't sleep a lot, and um, you can't perform at your highest potential if you aren't sleeping. Like, sleep is so critical because you repair any damage in your body, and it really helps to lower your cortisol levels so you don't have as much stress in your life. So you need to make sure that you are hydrating yourself very well, nourishing yourself properly, and getting plenty of sleep. And this doesn't mean that you have to take a vacation at the end of the month. It's just you committing to blocking off maybe a day or two and just getting a nice massage or doing something that's going to nourish your soul so you feel recharged and rested. Yeah, and I think, you know, even every day, like I teach um, when I work with women, I tell them, you know, we're used to being the caregivers, you know, the take, the caretakers of everybody, that it's so important to be nice to yourself each and every day, even if it is, like you say, yes, take, get a massage, or, you know what, take a bath, take a bubble bath, or, you know, yeah. go for a walk by yourself, something. I think, you know, you're exactly right, that recharge is so critical for people. Right. Yeah. Because you can't give if your glass is empty. You know, have you heard that saying before? No, I love that. Okay, so essentially, you know, our bodies are like these glasses. And if your glass is empty, you can't give to anyone else. So you want to make sure that you are filling your own glass and you have more to give. Beautiful. Beautiful. So you're creating your own quotes. But (laughs) 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 Tell me what your uh, favorite quote, what, you know, what that's out there and, you know, what you like to say or you believe in. My favorite quote, I think, of all time is by Albert Einstein, and it's, um, no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. Interesting. So if you were to explain that to somebody in your own words, what would you say? I would say that it, when we have problems, when we create problems in our life, it generally comes from a faulty belief system. So when you want to change a problem, you need to change your belief. So no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. If you have a bad thought system or a bad belief, you can't get yourself out of it by thinking in that way. You have to take a step back, look at the entire situation, and choose to think differently about it. And once you have that level of awareness, you're back in the position of making a better choice for yourself. Ah, uh, it's back to the whole, yeah, new rule and change. <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, Charles, can you just share with the audience, you know, what do you do to stay motivated, you know, on a daily basis? I have a meditation practice, and I meditate for about 10 minutes in the morning and 10 to 20 minutes at night, and that really keeps me grounded and motivated and inspired. I've tried 
many other things <laughs> throughout my journey of being an entrepreneur, and this meditation practice has always worked for me. Well, and I like what you said, you only do 10 minutes, because I think people are under the misconception that when they meditate, they need, like, hours of time, and you really don't. No. You don't even need 10 minutes. You just need, like, you know, 40 seconds. <laughs> I mean, just sitting in silence and giving yourself that break, because we are just exposed to so much noise, and then we're always around our electronics. And if you were to, you know, put yourself in the room, turn your computer off, turn your cell phone on silent, and just sit and give your mind a break, you will just be surprised at how much more energy you have when you start working. Excellent. I love that. I love that. I know, and I've got to get myself in that habit. I was doing it for a little bit, and then I stopped. And, you know, it's funny. Once I was taking a yoga class, and I got into this meditative state. I think I fell asleep. And it's, just, <laughs> it's such a powerful, that's a recharge, you know, definitely. Yeah. That, that, a major recharge. So I do, I do like that. Well, do you have any last words you'd like to share with our audience before we sign off? I would say to always be persistent and always keep your mind on the goal that you have. And it may not show up in the way that you want it to, but just stay persistent and things always work out the way that they should. Right, and the key that you said is it may not be the thing that you think is going to open all the doors for you. So you've got to be, you know, open to it. Exactly right. So what's the best place for people to connect with you? They can connect with me um, through my website. It's www.chelseamlogan.com or on Twitter, twitter.com slash chelseamlogan. Okay, and I'll include all that. I'll put all that um, underneath the podcast. So thank you so much, Chelsea, for being here with us today. And thank you all for joining us today on New Rules for Your Life and Your Business. And um, this show has been sponsored by the Empress Cloth on Amazon. And if you enjoyed today's show, please hop on over to hollyrovinger.com and subscribe so I can keep you updated with our new podcasts as they come out. And for those listening on iTunes, I would also appreciate your liking the podcast, subscribing to it, and writing a review or testimonial if you are so inclined. And also, please share, share, share with anybody you think that we can help. If you have any questions or there is a new rule you would like to discuss, please contact me through my website. I absolutely love to hear from my listeners. So have a great week, and remember, always have a positive mindset so you can live healthier and wealthier and happier with passion. This is Holly signing off for today. But before we go, I want you to know that Chelsea is living her purpose and her passion. And the question I have for all those listening, are you? Thanks for listening to the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast. If you're listening and you want to grab contact details for today's guest, information on resources mentioned, or any other show notes, Head over to hollyrovinger.com for complete details. That's www.hollyrovinger.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So leave us a comment on the website or an honest review on iTunes. And to get regular tips to help you in today's rapidly changing world, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the new rules for your life and your business.